When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Last waiver wired of the season has almost no one available on the waiver wire, but we're doing it anyway. One last job for the waiver wire for everybody. I know you're 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 headed for the playoffs, so I'm here for you, even though there's really not a lot to talk about. But we're gonna make this is the how you sell a show. This is how you sell podcasts. This is how you sell content, right? Hashtag content. This is what you do. You instead, of, hey, it's gonna be a terrific show today, guys. Hey, I got a great show for you, guys. We got a great show. We're gonna get into it today with the, with the waiver wired. We're gonna get gonna, gonna, a great show, right? And I'm like, uh, well, actually, guys, uh, we don't have anything. We have nothing. There's nothing to talk about. If no one interesting at all, anyone that that is available is is not worth picking up, and everyone that has even has a remote shot of being worth picking up is already on rosters. So this is an underwhelming show. Really, the big reason I want to do this show right now is because Theo Greminger is also live. So I we had a big I had a big argument with Theo. I said I don't need to do a waiver wire for week fourteen. You can't boss me around. You can't tell me what to do. I'm 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 the CEO of this thing, player profiler, Roto Underworld Media. I call the shots here. Just because you're director of content doesn't mean you can tell me to do a waiver wire if I want to. Don't think a waiver wire needs to be done. And he said, I think you got to do a waiver wire show. I think we owe the audience a waiver wire show on the 14th. You can wear a funny hat and you can get on there and you can, the people need advice heading into the playoffs. Most of the people that subscribe to player profile are shockingly or not shockingly actually are not out of it yet. They're in it, man. So we need to help them, right? We need to provide assistance. They need us now more than ever. Doesn't matter. If you can't find anyone, look harder. Dig harder, Podfather. You can do it. And he gave me this big pep talk. And I said, okay, Theo, I guess I'll, I guess I'll do waiver wired. I, I guess. I've, I never do it this late in the season. It's always just, <laughs> we're done. But no, this is what happens. This is what you do. If you're director of content, then you own the podcast schedule. And if I want to be a podcast host, well, I'm not in that capacity, the boss, Theo's my boss. So in many, there's times when I'm Theo's boss and there's times when Theo's my boss. You see this right now, Theo is my boss, but Theo is, this is very complicated because Theo is also a host on another show, press coverage, a great show, by the way, you should all be subscribing to press coverage. If you subscribe separately to waiver wired on your 
podcast app. I would also subscribe to press coverage. Theo does an incredible job. But the problem is that sometimes my schedule is not fixed. It's not set because I get phone calls from agencies, partners, serious phone calls, very serious phone calls. I get very serious phone calls, very serious. And sometimes I can't go live at one o'clock. I have to go live at two o'clock. That's just what happens. People know that. Like my schedule's not quite as fixed and set as others. And so if Theo is really playing a dangerous game. When he scheduled his show for two o'clock, he was playing a very dangerous game that I would go live on time with Waiver Wired, and I did not go live on time for Waiver Wired. And then I thought, man, I should really delay the show. I got to give the whole YouTube platform to Theo. It's wrong and rude to, to simultaneously go live with two shows. In fact, it's a complete waste, right? Our live schedule has plenty of gaps in it throughout. And one day, though, one day, we will have a complete schedule where it's football all day. That's one of my dreams. One of the, one of the great dreams, the podfather dreams, is to be live all day on YouTube with football. That's it. I want that. If not football only, other sports, but like we have consistent, steady programming hour by hour throughout the day where you could tune in at 1.30, 2.30, 3.30, 4.30, 5.30, 6.30, and you see that there's shows every day, all day. That's, what I, that's the dream. Not even necessarily every day, but at least one day of the week, be live all day. And then slowly we can get all the days to be live all day. And as you have noticed, we're working toward that goal. Like I have this goal and we're working toward it. It's just step by step. You can't do it in a 24-hour period. You can't just say, uh, snap my fingers, tomorrow we're live all day. No, it's an incremental process where we just continue to add programming and expand. And it's not a consistent growth process. We can only grow the network and the channel as long as we can find quality shows to come in and, and partner up with us. And we're very fortunate to have a lot of quality shows on this network, a lot of quality shows. This is like one of the lowest quality shows because it starts with manual mouth sound effects of, a, of, a, of an electric guitar that alienates most people that listen to it for the first time. This is, this is terrible. I can't listen to this. They turn it off. This is one of the worst shows we do. And I tried to explain to Theo. I said, listen, I don't think we need to do waiver wired this week. And he said, no, you have to do it. You're obliged to do it. I'm the boss of content, and you're my underling when you're a host. And I said, that's fair, and I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. Uh, but I can't promise you a particular time, as I never can, right? You never know. And so now I'm live when he's live. And, uh, and this is just, this is the devil he's dancing with. Theo decided to dance with this devil, and now this is where, this is where he is. Now we're competing for live viewership. I only have 33 people watching this. 33 people live is such a low number. It's pathetic. It's because most people are rightly watching Theo and also don't care f about who's on the waiver wire this week because it's self-evident that there's no one that they're interested in. So why are we even doing this? Well, because it's fun. Because I like to be on a microphone. And there is a particular player that we all have loved he was one of the best college running backs, yet one of the least productive college running backs because he didn't get enough opportunity because he was behind B. John Robinson, and that's Roshan Johnson. 
one reason and one reason alone I'm on right now, it's to make sure that Roshan Johnson is rostered across fantasy football. It's possible that you don't have him and someone in your league dropped him because he had a buy. That's very possible. I would put 80% of your budget on Roshan Johnson this week. I wouldn't go 100%. I would go 80%. I would hold some back because he doesn't have the reputation that where he was like, oh, this guy, he's going to be the starting back. We better go all in. You don't have to quite go all in yet with Roshan. There's a lot of doubters, a lot of skeptics. I'm not one of them. No, Roshan Johnson does not have great breakaway speed. That's his only weakness. So I don't want to talk about Roshan Johnson in terms of strengths. His strengths are everything, all of them, with the exception of breakaway speed. And that's a big one. But Arian Foster and many other running backs back through time have been great without breakaway speed. And that's it. Bye, everybody. <laughs> this this top hat. So I, I decided to top hat because there, there's some electric guitar lead players. <laughs> what? Can I talk? <laughs> there are some lead guitarists who wear the top hat. So I thought today would be a good. But then I also always want to try this move. I, let's see if we can do this right where, I, where I, I tap very hard on the back of the, the, the hat and it goes off. Let's see if it works. Nope, didn't work. It just went down. It went down like I'm uh, like a Fred Astaire. Hey now, hey now. All right, one more time. We're gonna try to pop this, pop the top hat off my head. Pop the top hat off my head. Ready? Oh, that worked. Oh, I hit my nose. Ah, damn it. Really hurt. It's really uncomfortable too. God, how do they wear those all day? Woof. Watching the Gilded Age on HBO. Loving it. Love in the Gilded Age. My wife compares me to a Gilded Age woman. Uh, she thinks that, uh, you know, I'm the type of person that needs the flowers arranged in a particular way and that I'm always scheming and, you know, making plans and, and I, I need to arrange everything in a certain way and I need, you know, complicated dynamics of people who we're going to invite and then invite these people, get to invite those people. And she's just, she's the tycoon. <laughs> That's it. That's right. That's about right. Okay. Next priority running backs. Ezekiel Elliott is available in a bunch of leagues. I know that some people are going all in on Ezekiel Elliott over Roshan Johnson. So really it's is not a traditional stream or podcast because I just have a couple points I want to make and then I want to get off the air. So... One of the key points, the key point is you want Roshan over Ezekiel Elliott. So if you're in a league where Roshan and Ezekiel Elliott are available, some people are going to say Elliott because that's a known brand and he's teed up to be the starter now with Ramadre Stevenson likely missing time. And Ramadre Stevenson, wow, what a fall from grace. He, he has cratered in Dynasty. I mean, they're going to bring in significant competition in that backfield in the offseason, watch it happen. He was unimpressive this year. Had some had some nice weeks, especially given the situation, but the situation's not going to get much better. And he's already at the AJ Pex. So what are you really getting out of Ramondre Stevenson in the short term? Nothing. In the long term, uh, not a lot. So it's like when you start going down the board, the running back rankings on player profile, like, well, would you rather have Ramondre Stevenson than this guy? No. Would you rather have Madre Stevenson than this guy? No, 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 no. Woo. Tough scene for Madre. And 
Ramondre Stevenson is also like Roshan Johnson. Roshan Stevenson, really. Because he's good at everything with the exception of breakaway speed, but that breakaway speed is a big one, right? And if Roshan Johnson's peak dynasty value ever gets to Ramondre Stevenson's peak dynasty value, that'll be a huge win for Roshan. Next priority running back ad is Tajay Spears. Now, the week 13 touch count was a total outlier. This was a shootout. There was just a lot of offensive reps. And as long as Derrick Henry is healthy, then, you know, six targets. I mean, 20 touches. That's just not, that's just not plausible, right? I mean, I mean, he missed time in the game because he had to go to the blue tent, right? The blue tent visit for Derrick Henry. Oh, no, it's a locker room, whatever. It was a blue tent visit, really, is what it was. Then they're coming back and saying, no, no, he's not concussed. He wasn't, no, it actually wasn't a concussion. Of course, Mike Vrabel is claiming that it wasn't a concussion, right? He was in the concussion protocol, so it's possible that Tajay Spears starts. I would put at least 25% down on Tajay Spears. But this is a one-week rental, and in week 14, the Titans play, drum roll please, at the Dolphins. That's interesting. It's a 47-point total, but the Dolphins are 14-point favorites. The bottom line is Will Levis targeting Tajay Spears six times is what matters. And if Derrick Henry misses this game, now the problem is it's an extra day to get healthy. It's a Monday night game. He's claiming he wasn't concussed. Why would he be claiming he wasn't concussed if he didn't want to play? Why would the coaches be claiming this if they didn't want him to play? So this is one of those situations where we saw, you know, in a handful of occasions, players actually play the very next week after receiving a concussion, though it's very been very rare this year. Derrick Henry seems more likely to play than not. If Derrick Henry plays, Tajay Spears is no more valuable than Rico Doddle, no more valuable than Kenneth Gainwell. But because there's this chance that Tajay Spears starts against the Dolphins in a game where the Titans are going to have to be dropping back and throwing as 14-point dogs, it's going to be a lot of targets headed for Tajay Spears. Tajay Spears could command like 10 targets if he starts. It's very possible. He's one of the best route runners on the team. So there would be an incredible streaming start of Tajay Spears week 14. I say put 25% down. 25% of your budget. If you really need running back help, if he starts, he's going to outscore Ezekiel Elliott. I can tell you that right now. So Mike, you can go up to 50%. 25 to 50% depending on your level of running back desperation. Taji Spears is one of the best route running running backs in the league. He's one of those rare running backs that can run wide receiver routes downfield. Right? When your upper 80th plus percentile in target depth, that's what separates the great receiver running backs from the, the check down running backs. Taji Spears is in that class of guys that can, he can command the, the elite target depth and the elite target share. It's very exciting. But if Derrick Henry plays, his ceiling is capped, but still a guy you can flex no matter what. Even if Derrick Henry plays, they're going to script Derrick Henry right off the field and you're going to be looking at another five to six target game for Tajay Spears, and he has breakaway touchdown capability with the quickness and the speed. So 
Spears has more raw upside in week 14 than Ezekiel Elliott, but Ezekiel Elliott is going to get all the touches, right? Ezekiel Elliott is going to get 20 plus touches. He's going to put up 80 plus yards. We know that's, that's what he does when he gets 15 plus touches. He puts up 80 plus yards. That's just what Ezekiel Elliott does. And the Patriots are playing the Steelers Thursday night. So it's a soft matchup against the Steelers. It's unfortunate that if you had both Elliott and Spears, you have to make this decision. Thursday night, you just play Elliott. You just close your eyes and play Elliott, even if Derrick Henry is inactive Monday night football. And just to be as clear as possible, this is a position that you need to decide on that is specifically the running back position. Do not start Ezekiel Elliott. If you start him, if you choose to start him, do not start him in flex. Do not start him in the RB2 spot. You always want to make sure your last-minute decisions have maximum flexibility. So if you, are, if you believe you're going to be starting Ezekiel Elliott on Thursday Night Football, you need him. Make sure he's slotted into a running back slot, not a flex spot. It's a little micro-detail but it may give you the flexibility to bench a receiver and play Tajay Spears. Because we'll know by Sunday whether Derrick Henry is going to play. We'll know. We just might not know for Thursday night football. Rico Doddle. Rico Doddle's another guy. Just gotta, he didn't do anything last week. But the contingent upside with Rico Doddle is as high as any running back. It's, I think, higher than Elijah Mitchell. Higher than Kenneth Gainwell. Kenneth Gainwell is going to have touch competition from Rashad Penny. Uh, Elijah Mitchell is going to have touch competition from another stash that I like in Jordan Mason. Like Jordan Mason had two carries. Elijah Mitchell had three last week. So the one guy we know is going to get all the touches is going to be a total bell cow. Is going to be Rico Doddle in the event of an injury. So like Doddle and then Gainwell. Gainwell. Hey, Gainwell. Ooh, Gainwell. Out-targeted Swift again. Right, outgained Swift in the passing game again. He's a better receiver than DeAndre Swift. DeAndre Swift is a better runner than I thought, and a worse receiver than I thought. Right, just look at the way he's been used. And Ty Chandler is available in a lot of leagues. He's a great stash. I know that the Vikings have not been what they were with Kirk Cousins, unfortunately. But Ty Chandler is simply a better all-around running back, a better all-purpose back than Alexander Madison in the last game that they played. Chandler was like Rico Doddle in his last game, gave you just a couple fantasy points, dropped by a lot of fantasy managers, and there's no reason to drop this guy. It's still a quality offense. He's still got the requisite size and passing skills and explosiveness to be you know, a, a 20 fantasy points a game player if Alexander Madison misses time. I love him. I, I like it, but again... Had the bye last week and now forgotten about, right? Roshan Johnson, forgotten about by some people. So take advantage of these players that had buys last week, like a Ty Chandler, and get them scooped up. A couple other stashes we haven't talked about. Like we talked about Michael Carter last week, Jeff Wilson, some new stashes to monitor, Patrick Taylor and DJ Dallas. Patrick Taylor, because the Packers are just better than we thought, and AJ Dillon is worse than we thought. And DJ Dallas is the number two behind Zach Charbonnet for now. And the Seahawks are a lot of things, 
right? That great running game is not one of them, but big point scorer, prolific offense certainly is is how you would describe the Seahawks. So you just want DJ Dallas in these deep, deep leagues just for the the potential touchdown equity if he gets the the primary back job in the event of a Zach Charbonnet missing time. At wide receiver, I'm all about these Houston receivers. Noah Brown is not available in most leagues. He's, I mean, most serious leagues. He's currently rostered in 40% of leagues. So that means that he's rostered in almost every serious competitive league. So I doubt he's available. Nico Collins is the alpha there. He's going for 200 yards a game now without Tank Dell. But remember, it's just a few weeks ago that it was actually Noah Brown that was out producing Nico Collins. I remember when, but he's not available. So I don't know why. See, I, I hate talking about players like Noah Brown knowing he's not available. Quinton Johnson is available. Quinton Johnson, seven targets. Seven targets is seven targets. Last time I checked, seven targets is seven targets. And I checked on Josh Palmer. He's no closer to returning. This is a very serious knee sprain that Josh Palmer sustained. He is eligible to come back, but then they got to open up the practice window. And then we'll know when he's going to come back. We'll have some idea. It's not this week. And it's probably not next week. So that means Quinton Johnston. Quinton Johnston vastly outperformed Jalen Guyton last week, which I did not expect. I expected Guyton and Johnston to have similar production, very anemic similar production as they typically do. But no, no. They're starting to scheme Quinton Johnston more targets that he can handle, which is interesting. It's interesting. I was like, okay, okay, I can get behind Quinton Johnston. I mean, all the players that we like have been picked up Jaden Reed's rostered more than 50% of team. So it's like, look around the leagues. Who are you going to pick up? We're now down to receivers. I hate, right? It's now like Quinton Johnston, Jalen Hyatt, right? I'd bid more on Jalen Hyatt. Actually, there'd be more boom upside if he wasn't facing the Packers, right? Look what the Packers did to Patrick Mahomes. So what do you think they're going to do to DeVito, right? So I'm not as enthusiastic about Jalen Hyatt as I would like to be. John Mechie, though. John Mechie. This is a pure target conservation play. I like John Mechie. He's got more juice than Robert Woods, right? Can't get Noah Brown. Target John Mechie. He's been getting slowly reacclimated into the league. He was out for a year, comes back, you know, 12% snap share, 15% snap share, 18% snap share. Just a very slow reacclimation to the league for John Mechie, but that snap share and that route participation rate is going to spike now. Watch it happen. And he was a prolific producer at Alabama. Here's the the, the snap share heading into the Denver game for John Mechie. 10, 15, 22, 24, 35. (laughs) All right. So then it was much higher against Denver. And then so closer to 50 against Denver. And then now could be closer to 75. He didn't do anything, right? He's never commanded more than three targets in a given game all year. But that one game where he did command the three targets, that was last week. Picking up some of the slack for Tank Dell with Robert Woods rotating in. But if I'm the Houston coaches, I'm like, hey, John, we've given you 13 weeks to get acclimated, to get ramped up. It's time. We need you. So that's the theory of the John Mechie case. John Mechie, that's that. Also, Khalil Shakir coming off the bye. Again, they forget about Khalil Shakir. He has a bye, drop him. 
you forget about Ty Chandler, has a bye, drop him. We're going to scoop these players back up. I'm going to stream Khalil Shakir this week. Why not? Well, tell me why I, I shouldn't be streaming Khalil Shakir this week in these very deep leagues against the Chiefs. Tell me why I shouldn't be doing that. You want shootouts, don't you? Right? We're looking for shootouts. We're looking for guys that are getting a lot of snaps and three receiver sets with elite quarterbacks. So tell me why I, I shouldn't be considering Khalil Shakir. Khalil Shakir is a great dart throw in deep leagues for your flex spot. Great tournament play. Great lineup maker in DFS. Right? You want to make a lot of these sexy lineups work. You got to go with these you know inexpensive upside plays. On DraftKings, the sub 4K upside plays on DraftKings. Khalil Shakir fits that profile perfectly. Zay Jones, I think Zay Jones and Khalil Shakir are very similar. They're starting in three receiver sets. Last week, Zay Jones outproduced Christian Kirk, outproduced Calvin Ridley on Monday Night Football. I mean, Calvin Ridley, just a very inefficient six fantasy points. You gotta love it. It was amazing. And you had to love Jamar Chase. We're like, Keep playing Jamar Chase. It's a shame Jamar Chase is not going to be on the main slate in week 13. We lamented this with John Daigle on the Mind of Mansion show. Oh, it's such a shame. No Jamar Chase in the main slate. And what does he do? 30 fantasy points. Just giving it all away. He's like, no, no, Jamar. We need him next week on the main slate at low ownership. Now you've, you've reminded everybody of the Tom Savage corollary. We'll get into the quarterback I'm streaming this week. We'll get into it. That's a huge clue I just gave away. My favorite streaming quarterback. Huge clue. We'll get into it in a minute. Let's talk about Mojo. This episode brought to you by Mojo. Mojo is that player stock market. We love Mojo because we like making lifetime bets on players. You run out the clock on these guys. Mojo just rolled out a brand new fantasy platform. That's right. So now you can build a portfolio of player props. Oh, Jamar Chase, over 77.5. Oh, Kadarius Tony under 15.5. Whatever the under is on Kadarius Tony doesn't matter. You can just stack up the props in your portfolio. And the beauty is, once the Sunday games kick off, it's not over. It's not over until it's over with Mojo. Because once those games kick off, you can then move in and out of positions. Let's say that you're well ahead of expectations. You can cash out. Let's say you're behind expectations. You're underwater. Well, you can double down. That's what makes Mojo so special, why they're different. Check it out. Go to the App Store. Get the Mojo app and use the promo code UNDERWORLD. The promo code UNDERWORLD gets you a 100% deposit match up to 100 bucks. So the promo code is UNDERWORLD, and they will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Go to Mojo. Start building your portfolio. And then during the games, you can be a fantasy day trader. Kenneth Williams with a super chat. Thank you, Kenneth. Super chat gave us $2. Asked the question, Roshan Johnson or Ezekiel Elliott? Oh, Kenneth! Oh, buddy! Guess what? If you just rewind, we gave you the answer. Oh, we've covered it. It's Roshan Johnson all the way. And potentially even Tajay Spears over Ezekiel Elliott, depending on whether or not Derrick Henry was actually concussed or it was all a big lie. Or the real liar is the coach, Mike Vrabel, who comes from the school of lies, Belichick University. So we'll see what happens with Tajay Spears. So that's 
that, that I loved getting a question that was already answered. Like I trust me, Kenneth. Coming into this show, I had one priority, one priority only, which was making sure people were picking up Roshan Johnson. Okay, that's it. That's it. It was only as I had one job, right? One job, and I did it, right? That was the thing. That was because uh, uh, Theo is a big Goodfellas fan, as you know. If you follow him on Twitter, half of his gifs are Goodfellas gifs. So he he's like one last job. One last job. Actually, that's not Goodfellas. That's Heat. No, no, it's one last job. No, it is Heat. It's both. Both Heat and Goodfellas have the one last job premise, right? The Heat was a little more focused on the one last job, but Goodfellas, you could also argue, was a one last job movie or the curse of the last big job, right? One, they had, spoiler alert, they did. They pulled off the big job, and then sort of like the the John Steinbeck book, The Pearl, like the curse of winning it all, the curse of hitting, the curse of succeeding in the big job, and then Heat is like, hey, we're stretched too thin, we are not quite ready to do this successfully, but we're desperate to just wrap this part of our life up and move on. So we're just going to do this one last job. We're going to throw it together and make it happen. And you'll have to watch the movie to see what happens. Heat. One last job. That's what this show is. This waiver wired. One last job. <laughs> one last job. And the reason I didn't want to do it, or the reason I had to be convinced to do it, and I, was, I did it begrudgingly, is because I knew. I knew we would get to this point and I'd be talking about Alec Pierce. I'd be talking about Dontavian Wicks. And just not loving it, man. Like, a guy gets 100 yards. Alec Pierce gets 100 yards. You're like, oh, well, he got 100 yards last week. And then he's going to put up 13 the next week. And you're like, this is what happens with these super boom-bust speed receivers and three-receiver sets. That's why I prefer a Zay Jones, why I prefer a Khalil Shakir. It's a wide receiver that is starting in three receiver sets with more versatility than Alec Pierce, but there is boom upside against the Bengals. I would dabble. The problem is what I'm willing to pay for an Alec Pierce on the waiver wire this week coming off a 100-yard game, I'm not going to get him. Like I'm only willing to put like 1% or 2% down on Alec Pierce. I, I'm happy to just pick up Khalil Shakir for nothing. John Mechie for nothing. John Mechie's going to be a better ad the next three weeks than Alec Pierce. But I do like Alec Pierce because he has the boom upside in the flex position. And we talked about potentially playing Tajay Spears in flex. This is my mode of operation. I like to put the upside in the flex. Can't lose me a league, but can win me a league. Or at least win me a week. Dontavian Wicks also has upside. Dontavian Wicks, a little more versatility than Alec Pierce. He's going to take over a lot of that Christian Watson route tree. So for the rest of the year, I prefer Dontavian Wicks any given week, this week, against the Bengals, a potential shootout. Ah, go Alec Pierce. Point. I hate point chasing. God, I hate point chasing. I don't like Alec Pierce. I hate point chasing. But I have to admit, streaming Pierce in flex this week makes sense. I hate it. God, I hate it so much. This is why I don't want to be here right now. I'm only here so I don't get fined. Really? Right? Ugh. 
Keep stashing Marvin Mims. Keep stashing A.T. Perry. And at tight end, the Ravens' leading receiver last week, Isaiah Likely, four catches, 40 yards. That's it. That's all That's all they got from him. But that, that, was, that was enough to be the, 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 the leading receiver. Isaiah Likely is the starting tight end on a team that features the tight end. And he isn't explosive, but he's otherwise a skilled receiving tight end. He's a move tight end, and he's a featured move tight end, and that's a great player to stream. If available, I'd go up to 5%. If you need tight end help, I'd go up to 5%, maybe even 10% on Isaiah Likely. I like him this week. And I also want to apologize. I want to issue a formal apology to everyone that streamed Juwan Johnson. I was on a total heater with my must-starts. Because on TikTok, we do a must-start collage, and I always submit my must-start, and I was on a roll, and I thought, well, I can't lose this week. Every, no, no Michael Thomas, no Rashid Shaheed. Chris Olave's hurt. Shootout game environment. You gotta go Jawan Johnson. Gotta go Jawan Johnson. Jawan Johnson's a smash. Oh, the ownership on Jawan Johnson was so high. Made sense, and it made perfect sense. But the tight end position is so damn volatile week to week, you just don't know. Game plan to game plan, matchup to matchup, you just don't know. God, everything lined up. I apologize. That was bad advice. Bad. But go back to Isaiah Likely. And at quarterback, at quarterback, at quarterback, there is one quarterback out there who gets to throw to arguably the most talented receiver in the game, a guy that put up 30 fantasy points, this particular quarterback had close to a 100% completion percentage in Monday Night Football. He was doubted by John Daigle. We debated this. I said, I think, I think it, Browning is good enough to support boom performances from Jamar Chase moving forward. And bam! I wasn't right about Juwan Johnson. I was right about Jamar Chase. Right about Jake Browning. Look at the matchup this week. Indianapolis. The worst outside corners in the game. Jamar Chase going to feast, and he's going to feast from passes from one Jake Browning. Last time I checked, seven targets is seven targets.